All right, so today's episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you by Shine Through Window Cleaning once again. They're such great sponsors. They really are. Very loyal. All eight, nine episodes so far. Awesome. Shine Through's just awesome. They're a family-owned and operated company, uh, probably serving Plymouth and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own and believe in building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. That's 781-812-9189. Or at shinethroughinc.net. That's shine, T-H-R-U, window cleaning. Shine through window cleaning. Why .net? You couldn't get .com? Forget why. It wasn't available. Oh. I thought it would be a cooler story than just it wasn't available. <laughs> what about shine.through? Well, I mean, how much, how exciting of a story is that going to be? Shine-through.net.com. I also eight, heard that uh, dot .gov. They don't cut corners, they clean them. So, yeah. I've heard that yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> I've also heard. Well, actually, if you want the story to be a little more interesting, um, anytime you use like a, like a service that gets you your domain name, like a GoDaddy or not even a GoDaddy, Wix. like an actual like oh, smaller company, like a like a real company. Like actually, no, this one's pretty big, but um, I'm rambling. Yes, well, I made me match yes, my name, so I don't know what to say. Um, but what they do is, if you cancel your subscription with them, they now own that domain, so it's not available. So if you've oh. ever used that domain before, so you're fucked if you, you cancel. To, it they, goes they, back they, on the market. Yeah, they'll be like, you can get it for a thousand dollars, right? Fuck you. What did I pay you for? Why do you own this now? We own our website. Interesting. Well, cool little sh- cool little story about our uh, our sponsor. Yeah. Shine through window clean. All right. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. I am Mike, and I'm joined by my normal co-hosts, Andrew. And Kat. Hello. But we are joined by a very special guest tonight. Uh, someone who happened to watch today's topic du jour with us, and that would be our good buddy Craig. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going, man? Good. Good to be here. Feeling excited about your first appearance on the I show? Am. I am. I'm very I disappointed am. already. Hopefully first of Did many. Did you hear me? I did. You didn't I didn't want to just... I wanted Craig. I'm like Craig when he says your name. Just you the screen. <laughs> Maybe we'll get it by the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably get it at some point. We'll yeah. at least expecting it. We'll all collect we'll put a shit our pants too, so you know for the Craig scream. Just turn it down. <laughs> if heard of the Wilhelm scream, this will be the Craig scream. Yeah. Forever known as that. It'll be a sound drop that there we, we use probably in every episode. Yes. Now we're putting. Maybe in our next fantasy draft. My reputation precedes me clearly. Yeah. So uh, we're all here to talk about a movie that we watched a few days ago uh, that was highly anticipated and somehow all of us missed in theaters. Uh, As a horror fan, I'm ashamed by this, but I'm very happy to say that we've watched this movie. And we will get to that, but before we do, uh, we usually cover a few things that we've seen, watched, trailers, news, etc. before we get into our topic, and we'll kick that off right now. Uh, So we just watched a couple of trailers, you guys, for some movies that have... uh, have dropped some new material in the last week or so. First one is a movie called Spiral. Yep. Cat, I'll let you take this one first. It's <laughs> a cat thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, way, way as up. a uh, two thumbs way way up from Cat Walsh, but um, I've been an avid Saw fan since the first movie, and even to the point where in the last episode I found a voice app that you could record on and make your voice sound like the yes, like Jigsaw right. from that's Saw. Right. 
to um, do like the intermission, like change turn. Sound yeah. So or if you listen to our last episode where we did a fantasy football style draft for movie monsters, the uh, <laughs> the indication that it was the next pick was uh, Andrew being recorded with the saw voice filter saying. It's time to pick. No, you're next to pick. You're next to pick. Do you have a button thing where you can just play it? I don't. I don't. Cat has it on her phone. Wait, wait, wait. Can you do it? She sucks. Can you do a song impression? Can you do a song impression? No, I can't. No, it's I can't do an impression of that, but I can try and find it on my phone at some point. While you're finding that, so I had heard about this movie being developed a while back, which is a long-term legacy, I guess, sequel to Saw. And they're not calling it a Saw movie, they're calling it Spiral, and it said from the book of Saw. I hope that's not the whole title, because it's terrible. Just call it Spiral. I think they should learn their lesson and stop getting cute. Yeah, just call people, it Spiral. They're not gonna, like, look what just happened with the fucking Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, the Birds of Prey, and the Emancipation of they One Harley it. Quinn. They changed it to Birds of Prey, Harley because Quinn. Because yeah. got good reviews, and they didn't market it. Exactly. But the most interesting thing about this is that, obviously, it is starring Chris Rock. It was also written by Chris Rock. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson in, is in this, and I think there's a long history, especially in recent years, of comedic actors turning in good performances in horror movies. Uh, spe- specifically, I'm thinking of Danny McBride, who was in Alien Covenant. He wrote the Halloween remake that came out a couple years ago. Uh, who else am I thinking of here? Oh, uh, Bill Hader, who was in It Chapter 2. He was the best part of the whole movie, I thought. One of the best parts. I love Bill Hader. Jordan so, Peele. Jordan Peele, yeah, yeah. obviously, was a comedian. He wrote and directed Get Out. He wrote and directed uh, Us, the Twilight Zone reboot. He has the Candyman remake that's coming out later this year that he's writing and producing. So, Did you say Danny McBride? Danny McBride, yes. Pay attention. You did? Okay, I did. Because yes. I was spacing out for about half of that conversation. <laughs> Until you said Jordan Peele, I was like, what are we talking about? I was just sitting here. Do waiting. you know what we're talking about? Sorry. We're talking about this. I'll bring this podcast. <laughs> I like how you can hear your maniacal laugh. Yeah, yes, hear, he laughed at the end like a, of it when we recorded. It almost sounds like your brother's <laughs> laugh a little bit. I can hear like the... <laughs> sounds like the, the predator when he's about to blow himself yes, up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, I, my point being, obviously, and I was rambling, sorry, Craig, or uh, Andrew. Yeah, so I, looking uh, forward to the Saw out. movie. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be written awesome. by Chris Rock. I think it's going to give a nice, that, that Saw franchise a nice shot in the arm that it needs. What did you guys think what of this? What do you mean by shot in the arm? It's an expression, meaning a boost well, of energy. Why would you say that? It's, it's a common expression. Yeah, I get that, but like, I think that the Saw series is pretty strong. How Why many, do you think it needs a shot in the arm? All right, how many sequels does the original Saw have? It's eight, had a eight lot. or nine? A I've lot seen of two. sequels. I've seen, I've seen two. two and three. Two I think I own like interest. four of them. It's the same thing. Why it's, am I going to And they just, they just got progressively more and more oh, gross with every no, movie. No, I. Right. I like. I don't know. The first I mean, two are all. I think. Okay. First one is great. The I think first, I've seen the all of them. The second one is very good. I thought. And then I may not have. It's, it's done. You're yeah. done. Well, that was that was was the that best. guy alive? That guy, there's no other way that guy was alive the entire time, right? Yeah, because he did a Apparently, slow working poison. Yes. Wait, wait. Are you talking about Jigsaw through the whole movie? Yes. Like, yeah. So yeah, there was he's... poison that was in his blood, but like he got, he took the antidote, but like the, the whole timing of him. No, but I think and, I, like... I think you're you're alluding to the fact that he was dying of cancer in the first movie and was alive for ten more movies, right? Essentially, that's what you're saying. Or um, are you spacing out again? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 
No, well, he wasn't yeah. alive for ten more movies. I just think that's he weird died. He was dying in the first one. But yes. he died. I had to rethink about what I was talking about. It seems like a long, seems like a long existence for stage five no, cancer. No, 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 he, he dies. Like, and then I other don't think so. well, yeah, the, then they, there's the, other people that take over ask, for him, and like. Other than the first no, two. The second one is the, the that that uh, Amanda Amanda takes over. Yes, I the drug. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. right. Yes, right, there's right. like I forgot starts, about that. He's dying, um, so he's making his plans, and he eventually does die. It's like but his he will. leaves. My yeah. will is to leave you to do this to, to other be people. Right. behind a legacy that somebody will follow. Yeah, well, I, I love Saw. It was like the first of the like not horror, but like the the gore, torture porn, torture porn. You know, war yeah, porn era. I like, feel like, like, like torture porn's like hostile. hostile. Yes, yeah. Hostile That's the first movie that comes porn. to mind when it's, I think of that. Yeah, but, that's but, that's but just Saw, Saw, literally I, gross. I think, was Saw before Hostile? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, it was a few years before. It's yeah, like but, Holocaust probably. Uh, probably also. I mean, I think you can take <laughs> any of the Italian, yeah. any of the Italian horror movies from the seventies and eighties, like, and they right. could be called Jigsaw. Almost true, had too. the mindset that like they had in like seven. Midnight Meat Train with Bradley Cooper. Where yeah. like, like it was yeah. kind of like it had to, like each of I their situations were like customized towards specifically towards them. Yeah, you, you, you're absolutely right. This the first Saw is very rep- reminiscent of Seven, which yeah. I think is why it stands out across. All of those movies, besides the twist at the end, but yeah, I think it's in an general, awesome twist ending. Actually, just like seven, so yeah, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, so this movie been on my radar for a while, and I'm excited to see it. What, yeah. what did you think? Um, I'm, I'm interested to see if Chris Rock can uh, pull it off in a serious role. Yeah. I just have a hard time picturing him yeah. in, in that role because to me, he's Chris Rock, you know, he's he's I in know. Grown Ups, he's in yeah. silly yeah. stuff. His his stand up is hilarious. Oh my god! But I bet, I'm so interested funny. to see him play a serious role. I think that will be. I, be I think it's gonna be interesting but, too. Uh, be especially nice to like, he's put his reputation out by directing it and creating the story and all that. Oh stuff, wait, he's so. directing it. He wrote it. I uh, wrote it. I'm oh, sorry, he not, did. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, that's dark for him. I th- right. Think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think Samuel L. Jackson might have co-wrote it with him too. Who's also starring? Who's also in the movie? Yeah. Also drops a motherfucker mm. at the end of the trailer, which got me super amped to see the movie. Nice. Yeah, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Anytime awesome. Samuel L. Jackson says anything, let alone motherfucker, I am absolutely in. Yeah. So I've uh, be interesting to see if it comes out uh, as good as it should be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Last thing on Spiral Two, they definitely tease in that trailer very quickly a look at some sort of a new puppet like the Billy Puppet from the Saw franchise, but it shows it from behind. So I'm interested to see what they do with that. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. All right, next trailer, The Lodge. This is a movie, as you're listening, is out now. Uh, It has Alicia Silverstone and uh, randomly, so random. And it has the the main kid in it is the the one that played... uh, the main, the main kid in the It movies. The, yeah. yeah the, I, uh, what's kid with the stutter. stutter. Georgie's brother. Yeah, the stuttering one. I forget, I forget sure. the character's name. Yeah. Stan? Uh, this oh, has gotten all sorts of hype. Uh, looks like it, it premiered at you know, film festivals. Is it Billy? What's his name? That's going to piss me off. Now I have to look it up. But um, This has premiered at a bunch of film festivals. It's gotten rave reviews, and it's out now. We just watched the trailer to kind of prep for that. Uh, hopefully we get to go see it. What did you guys think of this one, Andrew? I know this is one that was on your radar for a while. It, was just, it seemed very interesting. It leads a lot up to the imagination, which was good. Yeah. So has a lot of culty vibes, which it's I thought culty, seemed kind of cool. A lot of snow. Bill. Anytime there's snow. Bill. Bill Denbro. Bill. That's Sorry right. yep. to interrupt. Okay. Yep, you're right. The snow helped. I like snow in my horror movies. <clears throat> 
What did you think? I liked that it didn't give a lot away. I hate it when you watch a trailer and exactly. it tells the entire movie, and you're like, well, I don't need to see the movie because I can kind of piece it all together from the trailer yeah. that, you know, when they show the the climax, you know, it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> are you talking about but, the lodge thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you, Sorry. You don't, you, don't, you don't exactly know what's going on. You get the creepy vibe, like the new... Like, the mother's gone or something, and then the kids have to transition to a new woman of the house. Yeah. And then her dad... Someone they're not familiar with yeah, because yeah. it's like a step-parent. The dad goes, all right, I'll yeah, see you in the yeah. weekend. See you or later. I gotta, go, you later. I gotta go take care of something that's not at all suspicious. Yeah, right. And then the kids find, that shows in the trailer, not a spoiler or anything, it shows that they find that she was the lone survivor of the like a cult mass suicide. Right. And it right. just, yeah, it just gives off some some creepy vibes. What did you think of this one? I thought it was creepy. It's like a real life scenario, which is also creepy to me because real things. Give yes, me you have a lot. stated numerous times that <laughs> yeah. uh, real things creep you out. Yeah, yes. yeah, like um, uh, home invasions, weather. Well, being in the middle of nowhere, I mean, addicts. Jesus, I grew up with like a lot of stuff around me, so I have like a streetlight outside of my bedroom window. So the ma- like the fact that you're in the middle of absolutely nowhere, no car, no like no means of transportation, no electricity, no power, no phone. Like I mean, that's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. And then you're stuck there with like some weirdo house and, like, two kids that hate you. I mean, yeah. put yourself in a worse scenario. Yeah, talk about an uncomfortable situation. That must be. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, you must have to really love that guy to be like, oh, okay, honey, you're going to leave me with yeah, your two I kids told that you, fucking hate I'll my guts to go do whatever the fuck you days, have to do. It's and it's like, okay, well, yeah. so, great. I don't know. Yeah, like... <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully this is good. It looks creepy. It does so, look creepy. It does. It's got that vibe. It's like The Void. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Oh, I love The Void. That movie's so awesome. Good. It's so weird. That's a movie. You were asking me earlier today about movies that uh, you haven't seen that you should watch, and The Void is one of them. Oh. It's that got everything is in it. very reminiscent of, like, The Thing, I yeah. think, with the tentacle monsters, and just, like, it's got, like, cult, weird religion stuff, too. It's, it's got it's, all you that's want. A, that's a great all movie. All in one. Monsters. That's on uh, Shudder right now. Is it? And I think it's on Amazon Prime, too. Great movie. Hmm. What's your grade for The Outsiders so far? A+. Plus. A+. A plus. Okay. A plus plus. That's the equivalent. Oh of the, man! Is that a the equivalent plus of the Cat Walsh two thumbs way way, way up? Way up. The, the, the A plus plus. The Andrew Byers A plus plus. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. It's only had one kind of boring episode, but other than that, and it's about to burst. I can feel it. Like about to that, explode. Oh, it's, yeah, it's about to get fucking crazy. Like a <laughs> like in a good way. Like a hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> like in the way uh, the two show, totally gross things. Like the way the or show penis. Fortitude yeah. did. Fortitude. Um, Fortitude. Did I I've see talked Fortitude? about Fortitude a thousand. Oh, times. I know. Yeah, you have. That's the one if with that the, would joke when I say it. That's so. That's the one with the guy from Game of Thrones that takes place yeah. in another country. Yeah, you've talked Dennis about Dennis Quaid. Times. Times. Yeah, Dennis in Quaid. season two, but season one's way better. The yeah. sheriff is a fucking lunatic. Sure, and it just gets to this point where it just fucking bursts all over the place. All right. So, anyways, yeah. what, you, what are your I thoughts on the Outsider? I watched a scary movie this week. No, are we still watching talking about the Outsider. Yeah. What do you What do you think of it so far? It's Quickly. great. I like it. Anyways, so what I watched this week <laughs> was um, Toy Story 4, yep. which has these ventriloquist dummies that are terrifying. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. It is an oh, awesome movie. It. It's great. It's what on, is, yeah. it's on, uh, it's on Disney, Disney Plus, Plus now. Yeah. Do you have Disney um, Plus? I do. Yes. It's, it definitely has some very creepy vibes, and there's actually there's a long well, the, history of <clears throat> shining Easter eggs in the Toy Story movies. And it has a girl, really like a doll before. girl, that's kind of like Annabelle, like the weird. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's creepy. They're there's the like, villains. They're scary. Oh. Yeah. It's good. I hate ventriloquist dummies. Creep me the fuck out. So yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're in some antique store that, like, you know, no one's gonna ever buy them because they're creepy as fuck. Yeah. Exactly. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Toy Story 4 was good. We also checked out a uh, Shutter exclusive movie called uh, 
uh, Haunt, which is produced by Eli Roth. We were just talking about Hostel earlier. It's pretty much got everything you'd expect from an Eli Roth movie. It's gory as fuck. It's entertaining. It's got, you know, a bunch of people getting killed. It was pretty cool. Uh, We also checked out Mandy for about 45 minutes. Oh, I couldn't. Which is also a Shudder exclusive. Uh, It's a Nicolas Cage movie. Never been a huge fan of his. Wanted to give this a chance because I know this is a movie that a lot of people in the horror community loved. And it was just too slow for me. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe go back. We to gave it, it a really point. solid forty-five minutes. It's, and it's just I really weird, and like, slow, and meandering. And I know it probably gets crazy at the end because in the trailer they show people like you know. Uh, maybe like, we'll finish it someday. Like, maybe you know, we'll go chainsaw fencing, and there's like cartoons in it and all kinds of weird shit. So I don't know. We'll get back there. But anyway, uh, I think it's about time that we moved on to tonight's topic, which, as you've seen, the episode title is Dr. Sleep. So Dr. Sleep, if you don't know, is a long-awaited sequel, not only to Stephen King's book, The Shining, but also a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece uh, from 1980, The Shining, which we talked about in our second episode, released back uh, on New Year's Eve, I believe. Uh, If you haven't listened to that one yet, check this out, because we are going to talk about The Shining in detail, and we're going to talk about the sequel to that, so spoilers are going to be Spoiler alert! But, before we get into Dr. Sleep, uh, spoiler-free thoughts, just in case people haven't listened to it. Andrew, I will start with you. Ooh. Spoiler-free, yeah. That was a very good follow-up to The uh, Shining, even though it took, like, 40 years, but took them that long to write. I know, right? So it's like, it kind of is out of your head for a while and they finally come out with it and they uh and you're like i gotta watch the first one again and there's another movie where we talked about the name hurt it's uh yeah so we we'll we'll get into this because i i think you know well it's not spoilers so this movie didn't do very well at the box office which was kind of sad to see and and like i said we didn't go see it in the theaters which i i wish i had uh, it's I feel bit, like it's, people. It wasn't explained of like what the movie was. A lot. Well, that's really. and that, that's a big knock too. Is that a lot of no one knew it was a, a lot of people didn't Shining. know it was. Even though they they marketed it very much as a sequel to The Shining, the posters, the trailers, it let you know you were going back to the Overlook. So they did that. But I think there were a few factors that the title was strange and people might not know what it is. It was also released the first weekend in November, which is after, obviously, October. There's a million horror movies that come out in October, and people might have had some fatigue from horror movies. They should have released it in October, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but, you know, didn't didn't make a lot of money, got great reviews, uh, and also a great review from me. Uh, this movie was fantastic, but I'll give my thoughts last. Craig, what did you think of Dr. Sleep? Oh, I loved the movie. I thought the storyline nicely tied in, not in a cheesy way it wasn't forced yeah. it was they you know obvious easter eggs throughout the entire thing mm-hmm. but uh referencing back to the hotel and in danny torrance's past but yeah i thought they did a really cool job of creating new monsters besides the overlook itself yeah you know i and agree it, and it, it all tied in very nicely i yeah. thought and I, I should take a step back here how rude of me craig uh to our listeners who might not know who you are since this is your first appearance on our podcast that's right that's right um obviously you are a friend of ours and you watch this movie with us but you know are, would you consider yourself to be a horror fan more of a casual horror fan just so everyone knows where you're coming from with this uh i think i'm the worst person to be on a podcast about <laughs> horror movies because <laughs> i watch uh public television and sports 
so if you want to talk to me about create, my uh, email is R-E-L-L-E-K-197 at gmail.com. Ooh, my, dad's, and then, my dad's going to want to talk to you. Yeah. I watch create too, actually, yeah. though. Yeah. I love... It's uh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know? I'll yeah. watch Jacques Pepin any day of the week. That's right. That's right. 100%. Lydia Bastianich. Lydia right. Bastianich. Bastianich. Now, outside of that, um, I'm an occasional movie watcher. Mm-hmm. You guys obviously are more involved in the horror genre, hence the podcast. But, yep. Yeah. Uh, if I'm in the mood, I, I love horror movies. Okay. So I haven't seen a lot of them, so I don't get you know some of the references. But, but safe to say, I'm safe to say, The Shining is one that you've seen before. Of course. And yeah. what what do you think of The Shining overall? Oh, I, it's one of the best. Ever, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time picking favorites, but top three, top five. Okay. I think that's safe to, safe to say in anyone's horror. I know that you are ten. a reader. Did you read The Shining? I did not. Okay. I did not. I've only read a few Stephen Kings. I got uh, halfway through The Stand, and it has about a 300-page lull right I in the middle. The, <laughs> I watched all the VHSs yeah. of The Stand one day oh, on a rainy yeah, afternoon, like yeah. eight hours of VHS tapes. Yeah, you can tapes. see. I read it was that. crazy. Uh, I'm yeah. more of a, a sci-fi fantasy kind of reader uh, i love his gunslinger series stephen king if you guys have to check that out if you guys are i've read the first fantasy. one and i just i haven't gotten to the other ones right. yet what i like about it because it took him it was kind of his creme de creme throughout his early career of writing mm-hmm. where it was his main story and he it took him over 30 years to complete his magnum thing. magnum right, opus. right. Opus. Uh, but you can, you can literally see the transition of his writing yeah. get better with each story but For sure. um no i mean the shining's top notch and uh, for this to come out and not besmirch that, so to speak, you know? Yeah, I of course. Was, I thought that was done really well. Cool. Well, thank you. And thanks for being here. That's right. Kat. What? Mi amigo. What did you think of Dr. Sleep, spoiler free, before we jump into spoilers? Um, Dr. Sleep, I I think I liked it um, overall. I was kind of skeptical at first, but I think that overall it's a good nod to The Shining. It's I don't know if I would call it a sequel. I mean, it, it has a lot of nods. I mean, no, I... Uh, I think it's exactly a sequel. It is, but, but, like, it has weird elements of it that sequels don't normally have. Like... Like how? Like what? I don't understand. What I don't know. I just... <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I here's, mean... Here, and, and they... It obviously, spoiler-free at this point, but... You know, focus solely on a hundred percent of the stuff that happened in The Shining. They developed a new story and then used right. that to kind of continue the story of what happens not only to Dan Torrance but also about the Overlook Hotel. But they didn't and even Dan's have family. like a preface. I don't know. And I guess sequels don't have something beforehand that like says what the first one was about. I guess I'm thinking like TV series versus mm-hmm. movies. But I, I, it was. It was good. No, I liked it. It was good. I I just think it was weird with, like, this lady who, like, kind of relates to the, the story but kind of doesn't. Like, I don't know. It was kind of a stretch to make it okay. a sequel in the way that they did it. Like, it's a sequel. It's tons of references and stuff. But, like, I think the way they did it was a little weird. Not okay. traditional sequel format. Okay. I guess. Fair enough. Uh... So I think this is an instant classic, a masterpiece, a worthy follow-up. Not that's a, that's only a that's a no, stretch. it is not a stretch. This is a phenomenal movie. This is already you know having not had the time to see every horror movie that came out in 2019. Instantly, the best horror movie of 2019, if not of the last decade. I think this is right up there. In a previous episode, we talked about our top three horror movies of the decade. Mine was uh, my number one was Cabin in the Woods. I think this is as good, 
You're going to put it on the that. same level as Cabin in the Woods? That's correct. I think this is... That's This holds wild. up with all the horror classics of the last decade, including Insidious, including the Conjuring movies, including the first It, and arguably <laughs> the second It. Otis? Hi, no. Otis. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's a perfect marriage between Stanley Kubrick and Stephen King. And the fact that this movie was even to, able to get made, considering how famously Stephen King hated Stanley Kubrick's adaptation of his book and how different they actually are. I have read The Shining. I don't think it's one of Stephen King's best books. It's a good one. Um, and there's just so many callbacks to the movie throughout the whole thing. There's Easter eggs, but I don't think it necessarily relies 100% on the story at the Overlook. Uh, I think this movie has turned Mike Flanagan, the director, into a must-see horror director. He already did The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, which is fantastic. If any of you guys have seen that, he's doing the follow-up series to that, which is The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is based on The Turn of the Screw, which is an old short story. When does he it did, come out? Uh, oh, is that this year. Now? This year. I think, it's oh, Hall- okay. I think it's October of this year, the sequel to that. Um, he did Gerald's Game on Netflix, uh, Hush, which is also a horror movie that he did, Oculus, which was also pretty good. We've seen all those movies. And uh, he's also directing a new horror series on Netflix called Midnight Mass, which is coming out later this year. So uh, Mike Flanagan is a talent to watch. I think the villain, Rose the Hat, is an instant horror icon. She was great. And she sure is purdy. She sure is purdy, isn't she? She's pretty uh, Yeah, Yeah. The hat was a weird look, but yeah, she definitely, uh, you know, I guess not, not hard on the eyes. Um... So I guess at this point, we've kind of talked about as much as we can without spoiling, right? So why don't we delve right into spoilers? Sound good? Sounds good. All right. (laughs) All right, so we are into spoiler territory. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you have not seen Doctor Sleep, if you have not seen The Shining, we are about to spoil the fuck out of both of them. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to throw a couple of movies... <laughs> Your next to pick. Oh, spoiler free dis- spoiler discussion. Oh, we should do one for spoilers. I just, I just had like a. We should do a spoiler, a spoiler, mm-hmm. uh, a spoiler. I don't know how enlightening it is. So I'm going to throw out a couple of other movies <laughs> from 2019, horror movies from 2019. If you've seen them, tell me if Doctor Sleep is better or worse than these movies, okay? Is this like a shout out thing? No, just to put it in comparison for other people. Midsommar. It's going to be a terrible thing. Terrible! This is the best horror movie. Midsommar? Like, no. No, this one. Dr. Sleep. It's been a while, actually. This is is my new favorite one of the decade. Yeah. This is better than Midsommar. Midsommar sucks. We've said on several occasions. I think I thought. What what is what is is better, Doctor Sleep or these following movies? The first one was Midsommar. Oh, well, Midsommar was terrible. Doctor Sleep was better. Okay. You didn't see Midsommar, did you? I heard all about it. It was terrible, yes. It was, it was, it was so stupid. I listened to the podcasts about it. Okay, uh, <laughs> Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. This movie is better than Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Kat, I know you saw that. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. Did you see that? You no, know, I guys? still haven't seen that, no. Okay. Uh, it, Chapter 2. Better or worse than Doctor Sleep? Worse. I agree. But yeah. that's not like um, you know, it's, smirching. Yeah, I loved It, Chapter 2. Um, I just like this more. I like Doctor Sleep than... Better than It Chapter 2. Did you see It Chapter 1? I like this one better um, because I haven't seen It Chapter 2. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Did you see It Chapter 1? Yeah. Okay, good. What did you think of that movie? Did you like it? It was good. It was uh, was not my favorite. I'll put it that way. Okay. Very theatrical and overdone. Uh, Another one. 
the Pet Cemetery remake, another Stephen King adaptation. This was way, way better than that. That movie stunk. We watched it together. We watched about 30 minutes. I don't even remember that being a movie. Me and you you made Mike upset because we were watching it. (laughs) You were talking the entire (laughs) time. Because I was like, this movie's terrible. And you had already seen it. And you were like, yeah, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, it is terrible. Yeah, (laughs) so uh, it's a terrible movie. This is definitely better than Pet Cemetery. Terrible movies. Happy Death Day to you. Oh, I love that movie. Um... I would like Happy Death Day better than Knock to Sleep. I disagree, but I know Happy Death Day, that's your type of movie. It's so fun! <laughs> it is a fun it's movie. It's a fun movie. It's a girl that dies is, a billion times. This is a much heavier, much different ringtone. movie. It's like, did you see Happy Death Day to you? Happy Death Day to you? No, I did not see Oh, that. it's great! I've never it's even so heard of these funny. movies. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, Haunt, which we just watched. Also um, came out in 2019. Better or worse than Haunt? No, Doctor Sleep is better than Haunt. I mean, Haunt is like a very stereotypical... You it's know, an Eli Roth scary, movie. Gory Halloween as fuck, movie. slasher. I yeah. haven't seen that either. It's I like, oh, kids wander off on movie. Halloween and they get murdered. Well, that's oh. only on, what? what is it, Shudder? Shudder. Shutter, only yeah. streaming on Shudder. So okay. it's, a lot of people have Shutter exclusive. Last yeah. one, Us. Better or worse than Us? Ooh. I really liked Us, but I really liked this. So <sighs> Doctor Sleep is better. I'm going to go with Us. Okay. I liked Us better. Did you see Us? I did not. Okay. okay. Fair enough. I think, okay. I think you would like Us. Us is, Us is a good movie. This is way better than that. It was really scary. Yeah. This wasn't... I, Doctor Sleep wasn't, like, scary, scary. I thought that, uh, this movie put more memorable scenes in my brain right. versus actually Exactly, than being a scary it was, movie. It was very yeah. Yeah. Uh, visual. I agree. That's I, why yeah. I, I mean, I, I have this in my notes here, but this is unequivocally, in my opinion, the best horror film of 2019 and arguably the best horror film of the last decade. It's an instant classic, as I mentioned in the spoiler-free part. I think Everything only, about it was no, awesome. It's only a classic because it's a sequel to The Shining. It, I think it's. I think it stands not necessarily side by side, but right there with The Shining. I think it is that good. I think, I think they're think, holding it a little bit higher. Than mm, I don't think so. I, I mean, recency bias could be in play here, but I think it is. It it is an awesome movie, instant classic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, again, this is a podcast. It's my opinion. I know right. you have a different opinion. I do so have a different fine. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I really liked about this movie <laughs> was the mm-hmm. fact that they used lookalikes to replace some of the characters from the first movie and they didn't necessarily do like the digital de-aging bullshit that they did in like right, The Irishman, right, right. which I actually didn't think was as bad as no. people said. Uh, they've done it in a bunch of movies. I like that they recast these parts. They had somebody else play Dick Halloran. They had somebody else play Wendy Torrance. And they also had somebody else play Lloyd the Bartender. Or is it Jack Torrance? Right. Mm. Mm. Um, we might talk Wendy about that later. was as equally annoying as she was in the first one. Oh my god. Like. She, <laughs> she, she looked just awful. like her. I no, perfect. I don't think she looked just she like her, but like she her. had she the annoying... Prettier. Oh, oh well, yes, that goes I agree. without being but, said. But, but her her mannerisms, mannerisms her, her and voice, voice, the voice she did, uh, like it sounded just like her. It was awesome. And I thought the guy that played Dick Halloran was great. His name is escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was awesome. And yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said, if you, if if you're still listening and you haven't seen it, spoilers. Henry Thomas, the kid from ET, that's also in the Haunting of Hill House as Jack Torrance, I think was brilliant. He looked just not just like him, but. He looked enough like him to say, holy shit, oh, like, yeah. this is pretty totally. awesome. Yeah. And I think, personally, not only you know the whole return to the Overlook at the end of the movie, while it was kind of fan service, and you know, Stephen King's book is not about that at all, but this is why Mike Flanagan did a good job of not only adapting the book Doctor Sleep, but making a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's movie. 
he took elements from both in a way that actually Stephen King signed off on, and he hated the Stanley Kubrick movie. Uh, and I just thought that, you know, they did so much stuff that was so good here. Uh, they invoked the music from The Shining in the score. That was great. They used the steady cam like they did in The Shining to kind of give those, like, sweeping shots behind people when they're walking through the Overlook, which is kind of making you feel like you're walking behind them or like a ghost behind them or whatever. I thought that was awesome. And it didn't feel like it was cheap references to The Shining. Uh, but obviously, we'll get more into all sorts of spoilers for this movie. A couple pieces of trivia really quick that I found pretty interesting when I was doing some research on this movie. So, Danny Lloyd, who is the actor that played the character of Danny Torrance in the first Shining film, The Kid, never been in a movie since The Shining, was in this movie. Made a quick cameo in the baseball game scene and is listed in the credits as a spectator. Huh, Didn't wow. even notice in the first time I saw Weird. this. I'm going to have to go back and watch this, but I thought that was a pretty cool little Easter egg. That's interesting. Um, oh, before the kid gets taken? Yes, yeah, the baseball well, that's, kid. That's a whole crowd there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Pick him yeah. out. Right. Well, maybe I, they might have lingered on him for a second. I know we were uh, kind of playing darts and everything while we were, were watching We were kind this. of fucking hammered. Yeah, we <laughs> kind of were drinking a lot. Uh, just so the audience is aware, this is attempt two at this podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is the second yeah. podcast that we've had had two attempts at. The, the other First one was New Year's Eve. It, it that follows. Really uh, that, was, that one didn't so work fast. out. <laughs> and here we are again uh, trying to... <laughs> Start, that is true. start over again. Yeah. I blame um, Andrew. No, it's always of, Andrew's fault. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I would argue that was all, all of our faults. New Year's Eve might have been maybe all I of did our this, faults. Maybe I did this a favor. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you could have. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Right? That is a very good point because I thought our It Falls episode was very good and we probably wouldn't have done that if we were all totally fucking shit faced. No. Um, so there's a quick video that you can watch on YouTube of. It's like a behind-the-scenes thing from the director's cut DVD of this movie that came out a few weeks ago uh, that shows how they recreated the set of The Overlook for this. But most of the elements from The Shining were recreated with duplicate sets and look-alike actors, as we mentioned, though three shots were reused. The three shots that were reused from the original movie were the aerial shot of the water in the island and the two shots after it, the car driving on the mountain road, uh, those three shots. They were degrained, recolored as day for night, and had snow digitally I added. So they, they were ripped almost the same, yeah. directly from yeah. The Shining and no put kidding. into this movie. Yeah. yeah, because I mean that the beginning of The Shining, that, heli- that helicopter shot where they're flying over the mountains yeah. and it's following Jack's that, car that, up yeah. to the Overlook. Yeah, like, it's awesome. got that creepy yeah. score. I mean, that's just unbelievable. And they they took it right from there, which they, obviously they they made some changes. I thought it looked fantastic. I know, I always get creeped out when we drive up, like, when we went to Mount Washington and That's stuff. all I like, thought of oh the entire gosh, time. yeah. You're on, like, side roads in the middle of New Hampshire, and you're just sitting yeah. there, and you're like, oh, my God, where so are we? There it, is nothing Don't go down there. that road. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're from New England or the New England area, or if you're not, uh, so in, uh, what part of New Hampshire is it? It's Mount Washington, but where is that? It's up past, like, Washington North State Conway, Forest. right? Yeah, Washington That's, State Forest. Yeah. Uh, there's a hotel up there called the Mount Washington Hotel, which the we've Omni, stayed at, yeah. the Omni Mount Washington. And the drive up, like Kat just mentioned, it's like you're driving through the opening scene of The it's Shining. It's crazy. There's hills and, everywhere, too. It's nuts. And the icing on that cake is, so Stephen King's interpretation, or uh, his inspiration for The Shining book, he was staying at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. So it's become famous for that now. A sister hotel of the Stanley Hotel 
is the Omni Mount Washington Hotel. It looks, that that it looks just and it walking like through it, it feels like you're in the fucking shining. It okay, is then. so creepy. We took a ghost tour. When we were there, yes, like a nighttime ghost it was tour. Cool. It was awesome. It was so cool because it was there through prohibition and stuff. They, it yeah. was, it's, it's a really old hotel. Yeah, it's wild. So that was that was definitely cool. Um, I love that place. And the golf course was cool. yeah. So I'd recommend if you are a fan of the Shining and you ever get a chance to go there or stay there, check it out. Uh, last piece of trivia: uh, the scene where Danny becomes "quote unquote" Doctor Sleep, and he's kind of ushering these older people into death, where he gets that nickname. Uh, there's remember, there's the scene with the old guy that's dying, and there's a cat. Yep. Okay, so in that scene, uh, the hospital cat, who's named Azzy, jumps on the desk in front of Dan before following him to what should be an empty room, uh, and he puts down the magazine that he's reading. Dan does. And that magazine that he's reading is the same January 1978 issue of Playgirl that Jack is reading when he is sitting in the lobby waiting <laughs> oh, for his job. Wow, oh, that's deep. a funny strike. Like so we talked about briefly on the Shining episode Lots that, of bushes. Doc- that documentary, um, <laughs> Lots of bushes. that documentary room 237, and it just talks about all the weird conspiracy theories about The Shining. And one of the details they point out is that it's just so weird that Jack is reading a Playgirl magazine while it, waiting for his job interview. And they, they plug that in there, which I thought was a pretty cool little piece of trivia. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I know I've, I've talked a lot about this already. It's just, it's just such a great movie, and I loved it. Uh, anyone else have any thoughts about it now that we're into spoiler territory they want to talk about? So I had one thought, and it just kind of dawned on me. I don't know if it's any good, but so let's hear it. Danny Torrance keeps all of his um, those that haunt him in a box in his mind, yeah, like his own little like library. I thought that was a cool basically. concept, yeah. And the hotel essentially does the same thing; it keeps them in their the box hotel. In the hotel. Yeah. So Danny is essentially the hotel, and. The hotel well, is Danny. I think That's they kind of almost thought. allude to that yeah. slightly yeah. in the in the end of the movie yeah. that he's Seems part like of it. it. Yeah, uh, and they and obviously they do that. Yeah, you're talking about The Shining or the, yeah, or the yeah. Doctor Sleep because yeah, they show in in The Shining and this is in that article that you sent me. Uh, Grady, who is the character that killed his twin daughters with the axe and his wife, then blew his head off with a shotgun. He shows up as the guy that spills advocate on Jack in the ballroom when he's hallucinating that he's at the party or seeing ghosts or whatever has no recollection of the fact that he killed his family. He's mm. become part of the hotel. Right, right. And Jack Torrance's character in Dr. Sleep has become part of the hotel. Right, yeah. yeah. His name is Lloyd. He's not called Jack Torrance, and Dan the whole time is addressing him ha- as dad, and he's saying, I think you have mis- me mistaken for somebody else. So this hotel clearly absorbs the soul's energy of right, people. Right, right. I like that, that, that whole interaction, though, because you could tell he was getting, like, angry and aggravated, and it was a buildup, and, like, the, yeah. the, the bartender, and he's like... I don't know, Dad. It was just, it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Dad. That whole thing. Very very teen angsty. The only thing I thought of that movie was that I didn't like was the the woman with the hat just threw Rose me. Rose the hat? I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm glad you she, brought her up. She threw me through. Foxy. I don't know. I didn't find. I, I don't think she brought really. What besides else is she her in? figure. I don't I'm know. Not sure. But besides She's her, a, like. Familiar. I forget. 
I don't know who the actress's name. I have to look. Rebecca look Ferguson is the name of the Rebecca actress. I don't, I don't know what else she's in, but I know the actress. Which one? Re- Rose. The one Rose the hat. Oh, with the yeah, hat. She's I very like. I just her. didn't see where she really fit. Like, she just didn't really make sense in the right. whole thing for me. Well, like, I, I didn't see it. I don't the main see. Villain? See, I well, I get her role. I get what she's supposed to be, but I don't think she was the right character okay. for what she was supposed to be. See, I thought it was an interesting way to kind of bring Dan Torrance back to the Overlook and kind of get him reinvolved and kind of because obviously at the beginning of the movie he's an alcoholic, he's all fucked up. There's that really terrible scene where he, you know, wakes up next to that woman who's OD'd and right. he finds the child there and he ends right. up leaving them both right. there and he finds out that they both died. And Very uh, found tra- them. train-spotting-esque. Yeah. Dead yeah. yeah. baby. Like, Ewan McGregor was in that movie, too. Right. But, yeah. um, so I feel like that was definitely... And, and the book, none of the Overlook stuff is in there because at the end of the Shining book, Jack Torrance blows up the hotel, so it's gone. It's leveled. It's not there anymore. And, and obviously this, the Kubrick movie didn't end that way. So they were able to go back. And I thought they kind of blended the two of them nicely. But I'm inter- it's interesting yeah. to hear you say that you didn't like Rose the Hat because I actually thought she was a good villain. I thought no. it was, it was interesting. Good, yeah. The cult was very interesting to me. I, I, I like mean, that aspect it of it. It just seems like it's kind of out of left field. Like, it just seems They're like not... vampires, but they just suck I, souls. But why? Yeah. Like, why it's add different. that? That's it's, just... It's a Stephen know. King. It's a Stephen King story. There's lots of weird shit. In there, I feel like so, he right? could have done something more. It's all very sexual like, too. I thought that. Yeah, made, I, it was, I thought that made I the deaths know. more snuff-like yeah. and graphic. And it was, I thought that it was, was good. It was you know awkward because I had to you know watch it with all you guys and and have an erection <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> oh, you know so. what? It's actually funny. I did notice that. I didn't really say anything, but right. you brought it up. It's so, very small, uh, so don't worry about it. But. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I, I liked Rose the Hat. I liked the True Not cult. I well, thought that maybe was that's interesting... just a girl's versus a guy's perspective. I found maybe. her, like, to be annoying. Well, I, no, I don't even think necessarily her. Obviously, she's attractive, but I thought the that whole cult was interesting. And I thought the, the cult, opening scene yeah. of the movie where it shows that girl who, you know, is the first victim, I guess, and it just shows her sitting, talking to Rose the Hat, and all of a sudden just cuts to, like, the forest, and there's one cult member cuts back to them and then cuts back and there's like three or four and they just all of a sudden they're all just there. I thought that was creepy. I thought they were a, a good group of villains. Uh, I will say dispatched pretty easily though by a couple of people with sniper rifles Yeah, uh, in the yeah. woods. That was actually a pretty yeah. awesome scene too. Yeah, They were all you know, pretty badass. Gunning, those, gunning those psychic vampires down. Um, what did you think of Rose the Hat and the True Knot and the villains? I thought they were great. I liked them. They were all a little different and weird. It wasn't. They didn't overly focus on the villains, though, which I liked. They went with. It was more yeah. About it was story. more about the story, was, was which was story good. Yeah, movie, was good. I agree. Like, oh, the fucking villains! Blah blah blah. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, they're it, villains. Yeah. I don't need to know their inner like thoughts. Like, what, what do you do? How do you kill people? And that's it. What do you do? What's your name? Who's your best friend? Yeah. What's your favorite food? This like, movie. <laughs> so, so you 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 just said it, but this movie's a lot about a lot of different things and. The Shining book is very much, it was written at a time in Stephen King's life where he was an alcoholic and he was struggling with that and struggling with thoughts about his family, which ultimately he, you know, he, he kind of writes himself into a lot of his characters, but he essentially is Jack Torrance at that point in his life. Uh, I think The Shining, not so much the movie, but the book, I guess the, the, you know, Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining movie is also an alcoholic that's recovering. That movie is very much about alcoholism, and I feel like this movie, and obviously Dan is an alcoholic at the beginning of it, all fucked up. 
this movie's a lot about recovery and trying to not repeat the mistakes of your parents and past mistakes. Uh, so I thought that that was a very interesting way to depict this story. I thought that was uh, that kind of resonated with me in a little bit. The movie, I, I think that that's ultimately what the deepest, the deeper meaning of the movie is about. It's about that type of thing and trying to absolve yourself from past sins and make up for mistakes and not try and you know go down the same path as people that might not have gone down the right path. I don't know. Um, so we usually cover cover a couple of different categories with each movie that we talk about. So I'll start off with some of these, and we might have covered some of these, and if we already have, just you know, give what you already said. But uh, was this movie scary, Andrew? I have trouble saying if movies are scary. Or yes not. or no, Andrew? I don't, I don't feel like anything's really scary. You There's have stated no, before it's that not you, scary. You, you said before on past no. podcasts that you don't find really anything scary. So right. certain things will be like, oh. And it chills you, but not so. On a level of scary, you could watch this with your twelve-year-olds. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, if you, I mean, if you spoiler, want your twelve-year-old, your, your none 12 of us have kids. To, to, but yeah, that's if we're that's, talking about scary, <laughs> not uh, other stuff, not psychological fucking damage to people. True. Okay, Craig, did you find this movie scary at all? Uh, my imaginary twelve-year-old is not watching this movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's I not agree. necessarily scary, but it's very uh, vivid. It's very um, like I, I felt myself not necessarily being scared, but captivated. Like, ooh, yeah. like creeped out. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of there's a lot of like, dread in this movie. Like every time one of the, uh, the the cult died, I thought mm-hmm. that was a cool way. Like they were just like yeah. holding on and then pulsing with like their. Mm-hmm. Their sex steam or oh, the fuck God. they they, yeah. they snore them. the soul steam that was like yeah. such a I don't know that was an element that I just didn't I need loved in it. a movie okay. I, I loved don't know it. yeah cat scary it. or not scary not scary at all no okay. I would never even like think that I would go to bed and have a nightmare Catherine Walsh two thumbs way way down, down. Yeah. way way down yeah, you didn't like it. I yeah. liked it as a sequel to The Shining. I didn't... Did I find I it scary? Didn't. Not at all. Um, I think it was... Like, it was just... There was a bunch of references to The Shining. It was a sequel to the whole thing. And the, kept, the story kept going. Like, it was fine. Like, it's good. But, like, am I going to be scared of it? No. Not at all. Like, it does. it's not scary. I think the dumbest part of the movie There's was that nothing they... nothing scary that, in there. That, uh, main hero, the little black girl, is named Abra. I'm like, you couldn't pick Kadabra. a normal name. Abra, Kadabra. <laughs> yeah. Abra. She's a Pokemon. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. I also didn't. I also didn't think this movie was. Scary. No, not I mean, at all. It's not. No. I mean, and I'm kind of with Andrew. It, it takes it's a like very a horror scary historical movie. fiction. Yeah, I was like, just more captivated just, and and, and just right. everything that was Lincoln, on scene. So, I was just kind right. of glued to. The or like like, like, like seven. Is seven scary? Seven's right? a scary movie. I think. Uh, I think it's, or is it more of a suspense? It's more of a thriller. I feel because it's like real people. That could actually happen. It's not vampires that suck souls. Well, you don't know. Vampires are. You don't even know. You even know. <laughs> the minute that you start introducing introducing like vampires or like werewolves, your uh, my factor is like automatically like pew. Yeah. Like your, that's your hatred totally for monster movies as well. Known, totally sure. yeah. like okay, well fake. Like yeah. not interested. <laughs> Sorry. <enough>. Like <laughs> I kind of see that because like as Fair. soon as You're I like, think the okay. most suspenseful horror movies is. There's a buildup, and then you see like the, the lodge, like the lodge thing that we were just watching right, the trailer. Right. Like it's a real life scenario. You don't see the monsters. You don't know what it is. Or like one of my favorite all time like 
I don't know, horror movies is uh, Wait Until Dark with Audrey Hepburn. It's like 67 or yeah. something, but she plays a blind woman. Is that a Hitchcock movie or no? I don't think so. I don't think it is no. either, actually. Uh, but she has to, she basically, there's a killer that comes in and she has to find a way to overcome it as a blind woman. Interesting. Which is this like, dramatic scene uh, where it's pitch black. Well, and, and I think that it was the yeah. first time that it would ever done that in the theaters and people lost their goddamn Oh, I'm mind. sure. Like, yeah, so yeah. it was like, for its time, it was it was cool. But it was wow. very suspenseful because it was just slow, slow, yeah, yeah. creepy build up the entire time. So that's, yeah. I kind of like that in a horror movie. More of a building of dread than right, the actual right, right. booze. Right, yeah, yeah. As, soon as, you see so the, like as the, soon as you see the monster, you can start to, you, you start picking them apart. The, 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 yeah, the, the Jaws effect, right? right? So right. famously Jaws, one, one of the greatest movies ever made, not alone, let alone horror movies. They had such problems with the shark animatronic that they barely showed it in the beginning of the movie and then at the end when you see it, I think it still looks good, but sometimes less is more and right. leaving stuff up to the imagination right. makes things scarier for you. And I agree with that. But needless to say, a real life scare. Jaws. A shark. A gigantic like, great white shark. I won't go out that far anymore on no. Long Beach. <laughs> no the way. <laughs> yes. Jason Statham. Um, what is the best scene in the okay. I thought uh, that iconic scene with the elevator opens up and the blood, Ooh, the slow-mo, yeah. cascading down through the hallway. Yeah. And then when uh, Rose the Hat goes in at the end of the movie to go find, you know, yeah. Danny Torrance, she sees that happening. And then mm-hmm. instead of being frightened like normal person, she just starts laughing like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Learn to conquer her fear. Right, right, yeah, right. That was so, awesome. I thought that was that struck out to me. But yeah, and and the, uh, the cult dying. I thought that was yeah, really that was cool. yeah. weird. It's like the pulse of life just escaping you. Yeah. yeah. Gato, what was your favorite scene? So, um, the thing that really stuck out to me was they would kind of, in the same sense, like, hocus pocus suck the lives out of people. Right. Which I thought, like, when I saw that initially, I was like, oh my god, they're going to be doing hocus pocus things here. Um. Doctor Sleep. I was like, yeah. so like you would make a reference to Hocus I know, Pocus. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Obviously, this is a much, much darker. <laughs> so um, I kind of resonated with that because I was like, oh well, I you know like the rest of the movie's okay, but I was like, oh my god, they're kind of sucking the lives out of people like they do in Hocus Pocus. It's kind of the same concept where they're like sure. sucking the life out of people to remain yep. the way they are like it's yep. it's so that was kind of cool it resonated with me in that movie but um beyond that i mean i liked all the shining references those yeah. were cool what'd you like and that's, that's that's yeah that's what i was gonna say my favorite scene was pretty much when they went back to the uh went back to the overlook but everything there was fantastic. The office. The, they, they were, the like, office you, you was probably Easter cool, eggs and yeah. This wasn't actually at the Overlook, but one of the biggest, you know, direct rips from The Shining was when Dan goes in to see his sobriety coach, I think it was, um, who's played by a character that looks exactly like Bruce Nelson from The Shining, and they're in the exact same office. The, exa- the it's exact meant same to office. Be, it's, it's meant, meant, to, meant to be the exact same thing. But for me, everything at the Overlook was fantastic. Most especially the scene where he's sitting at the bar talking to Lloyd, the bartender, who is his dad. I thought that was just an unbelievable scene that, while a lot of people probably thought it was controversial because it has Jack Torrance in it again and it's not played by Jack Nicholson. And I guess Mike Flanagan did actually ask Jack Nicholson if he wanted to reprise his role for this movie and Jack said no. Uh, which sure. I respect. I mean, yeah. He's retired it's... from acting at this point. He's aged <coughs> too much. I don't think they could they could have made that work in a way that no. was believable. 
And it's just, you know, it's the exact same conversation that he's having with his dad that his dad had with Lloyd the bartender. It's just goes back to the theme of just trying to overcome your demons and not repeat mistakes that have been made and, you know, by other members of your family. Um, so for me, that was the best part. Andrew, did you come up with one now? The best part? See, there's so many good parts. There wasn't one that, like, really stood out. Like, when he was walking back through the hotel at the end, and he, like, put his face through where his dad's face was when he was dropping yeah. All through the, through the, uh, the hole that was in the door. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first time when he's going to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and the old lady's in the tub. Oh, she follows him home after. Yeah. In the house, and then he just pees himself. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty fun. That was awesome. I also liked the astral projection scene where um, Rose the Hat's in the grocery store and Abra projects herself into, like, the freezer at the grocery store mm-hmm. and, like, you know, they're they're talking or whatever and then she does, like, some sort of Charles Xavier, like, mind explosion thing right. and all the glass breaks in the windows and she goes flying back. That was a really cool scene, too. Which, yeah, I, I liked all that. All those parts with the true knot and the kid, I thought were good. Um... What was the best death in this movie? I know mine, so I'll start. The baseball kid. Hands yeah, down. That, that was fucked. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. One. Up. Yeah, I think yeah. the baseball so kid's mine, too. That was fucked up, and that was very graphic and very uh, well, and, and, very honed I mean, I in on the child death. Kids, kids getting yeah. murdered yeah. on a movie. I was like, not expecting creepy. that. It's creepy anyways. And I liked how the kid was like... Are you gonna hurt me? And she's like, "Oh yes, yes. oh yes, yes." Because yes. they yes. they basically they <laughs> yeah they said, that was that was they, probably they, the they, best they, part. Like, she's yeah. like, "Yep, I'm gonna hurt you." They said, "You know, if if they catch someone who has the shine, making them afraid <clears throat> and hurting them almost kind of like seasons, seasons yeah. the meat almost, yeah. which was that that was the best death." Yeah. Anyone have any other deaths that they thought were better than that, or any other? Ooh. I liked the uh, the the old guy in the cults because Rose the Hat goes through yeah. the history of his existence, and you get a feel for how long that they can yeah. soul suck. But he lived through civils. It's a very po- poetic kind of soul sucking. You know, she does a good job of telling him, "You are death itself. Like you've been around for yeah. so long, like you can't be afraid." Yeah, you've I done agree. everything. That was also pretty cool. Um. We have talked about in our other movie shows about potential replacements in the cast that would have made this movie better. Uh, so is there anybody that you think would have made this movie better? But before I say that, quick little piece Ooh. of trivia. So when they were trying to cast Dan Torrance, which I keep saying Dan Torrance because they made a conscious decision not to call him Danny, Danny. in the book and in the movie because he wanted to not be known as Danny Torrance. Uh Ewan McGregor, obviously, who got the part. Dan Stevens, Chris Evans, Matt Smith, and Jeremy Renner all tried out for and were considered for this role and had met with Mike Flanagan. No. Yep. And uh, Ewan McGregor was ultimately signed off on by Stephen King. Yeah. Did you see any of those other people in there? No. I mean, no. All, all good actors. Jeremy Renner would look foolish. <laughs> I would like, not have wanted to see that movie. Yeah, no. That was the outlier for me, I you think, was Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. I don't hate no, him. No, I think no, I he hate wouldn't him, but I, that's be not good for role. that role. Yeah, right. he wouldn't be. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I've never seen well, the act oh. and everything. I, I was calling Ewan. Ewan! Chris Evans also, no way. Yeah. No shot. No. No, that would have just been too... Yeah. 
Dan uh, Stevens is pretty good. He's been in a few horror movies. He was in Apostle. He was the main character in that. He was oh, in The Guest. Okay. Yeah, um, that he's in worked. Downton Abbey, I think. He's in a few different things. He was the uh, the Beast in the Beauty and the Beast right, live right, action. You want to be a good actor, but you want don't want to be an actor where people are like, oh, this guy's so dreamy. Yeah, and you want to be someone that's like realistic. Like they can make. You and McGregor look like shit in that movie, which was surprising. which I feel like they they kind of did. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, wow. Do you find you and McGregor to be an attractive man? No. Oh, not I do. really. <laughs> I'm attracted to him. Why? I think he's a handsome guy. Um, I think. Well, I mean, I love I love him as an actor in Big Fish. Um, he's amazing. I love. It's one of my favorite movies, and I just. I find him as, like, a fun-loving guy. I don't find him, like, attra- I'm not attracted to him. Right. He's a nice... I like him in, uh... He's, like, like a nice the guy. Um, it's the one with him and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Plays a pseudo-serious role. I loved him in Nightwatch. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, where he gets hey, a job at the uh, morgue, and then he gets yes. involved. He gets yeah. involved with a yeah, we murder. Yeah, we We did? Conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's in Train Spotting, which we Train talked spotting, about earlier, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, he's in a bunch. He's in a bunch of stuff. He was in all with Star Wars prequels. He was Obi Wan right, 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 Kenobi. Apparently, oh, yeah, he's, he's been reprising that role in new Star yeah. Wars stuff for yeah. yeah he's, 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 I just, he's more I of a serious like actor like, than the other guys. He said. I feel like yeah. he's like a good guy that I'd be friends with, but like I, I don't think I'd, I'd be like attracted to him. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I just right. he's a good he's a good guy. So. I do it for the story. Same with like Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jason Bateman, you and McGregor, kind of. Oh, McGregor's way more attractive um, than Jason Bateman. I don't. I find them. I find they have yeah. like a lot of the same features. Okay. Um, audience, I'm married, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the, the new gay guy. No, I'm just the gay. You shouldn't have to explain yourself. No, right? you don't. It's, it's, you it's just a conversation. So, uh, based based on Sorry. all of that. No, no, no. You're. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being the only girl. It's no, hard it's about fine. Guys. It's fine. It's no. I, I mean, I think, I think I think Ewan McGregor's a handsome guy. I'm I'm comfortable enough in my manhood to mention that. I mean, we're married, so it's okay. Um, any cast replacement you have in mind? Now that we mentioned all that. Yeah, about the lady with the hat. She sucks. Yeah. Anyone who who would have been better than her? Daryl Hannah. Couldn't disagree. Darius more. Rucker. <laughs> no. Oh, so Darius would you, Rucker. Would you change? Would you not have it a woman? Um. Would you take the role more seriously? If I would question. think, you know what? I think she's if honestly... If it was the man in the hat, it would have made... I think yeah. she's... The cat in the hat? I think right. she's too, yeah. like, pretty for the role. and But in a weird way, like, I wouldn't say necessarily a woman, but maybe if she's tempting, like, this younger daughter person, maybe it's, like, a grandma. Maybe it's someone else. It's a little bit more fitting to, like... That someone would be like someone would be more approachable to because I feel like she was almost like she was so pretty that she was almost like a temptress, like evil villain type person. But like, would that be appealing to a child? I don't really buy it. I think that like I would, as a child, be more apt to like go to an older person who's going to offer me cookies, <laughs> who I don't think is so going to hurt rather, me. You'd rather get. Like if someone abducted by a granny like, yes, offering you cookies and then have versus, your soul sucked out yes, versus versus some a pretty young, lady in a hat. Pretty lady in a hat. Oh, like, that makes sense. I think that she was just not cast correctly. Like she was not the fit. So for she was. What... She's too attractive for the role. You think? well, in, in the same sense though. Like in the sense, like in the scene where she's like following him up the stairs. Like they right. said, like having an old lady there would be kind of just <laughs> yeah. like funny. Come on there. <laughs> yeah, it would just Get be funny. 
Maybe. So I want to like, suck your soul. You're walking too fast. Yeah. So like she I would give yeah. you a word she would fit yeah. in like yeah. every role we're saying. Like she wouldn't fit in like the whole yeah. like piece of that character. But I think that like I don't know. Someone else could have been ca- cast in that role. I think that it was, maybe would have fit a little better was, than she did. I think it was perfect because I thought the whole uh, soul sucking part of the movie was very the succubus. It was very succubus. It yes. was a very sexual uh, thing. Right. Not that it was graphic sexually in any way. Are you getting was... erect again? <sighs> I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard. Just look at Otis. Right. Just look at the dog. And... No, no, no. I, I just think that, that that was part of the creepiness of that, the cult. Well, I keep saying the cult. What's the name of them? The True Knot. The, the True Knot. Yep. Yeah. So what was that old True Knot thing anyway? Did we already go over that? Did I miss that? Did you go like over what they are? Lot. Hmm. About, so they're just like a bunch of people right. that like are with her that kind of hang out with her they kinda, in the shadows. They kind of reminded me of like the Manson family a little bit in the sense mm-hmm. that they're, yeah. that they're just hippies Kills that just happen to yes. yeah. oh my god happen to yeah. suck the souls out of children that have the right. shining or people that have the shining. Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, I don't. Go ahead. There's Sorry. a gang in the gang of the universe. So if there's the shine kids and there's the opposite, you know, so it's kind of. The good, ver- good versus evil. Yeah, the dolls. The doll. <laughs> the doll. Um, I don't necessarily have a cast replacement here because I thought everybody was pretty good. But one thing I will mention, and I'll throw this, I'll put this in the episode description. You guys ever seen the YouTube video that uh, we're good on time? The YouTube video that shows the scenes from The Shining with Jack Torrance with Jim Carrey's face superimposed yes. over Jack Nicholson's yes. face. Fakes. Oh my yeah. god, it's so funny. It, I, I love that, and that's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll always think of that when I think of The Shining now, but, uh, I mean, was there anybody else that you thought was worthy of being replaced in that cast? No, I thought it was perfectly done. I have no complaints. Okay, cool. So, I, no, I agree. Alright, last category, or excuse me, second to last category, uh, we like to talk about haunted attractions in this podcast. Do you think that this movie would make a good haunted house? Yeah. Yeah? Well, yeah, because it's still based in the Hotel from the Shining, so, I mean, why wouldn't it? I thought so, too. I thought there was enough creepy it's stuff in here to be able to turn it into... all the same stuff as The Shining. Yeah. Well, so the, the, end, like the ending of it, the last house, half hour really. had a lot of The Shining stuff, so... and they've turned The Shining into a haunted house before, but right. I thought there was enough creepy shit from the true not to be able to make Sorry this into to be, some like, sort of... Sorry to be, boring on that, but no, I mean, yeah, I, no, duh. I mean, it's, like... <laughs> it's a pretty straightforward question. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought so, too. I thought that the specifically the parts in the Overlook, uh, also the parts where... The maze, you can have like, the, the little... Yeah, you know, I mean, you could very easily have a room where the true knot are, you know, killing that baseball kid or any of the other kids, and have it be pretty creepy to walk through and have people jump out at you. But and you'd scare essentially you. have the same thing as The Shining. You'd have the oh, bar except for scene, those parts. With you'd the... have the bathroom scene. You'd have you'd have all the same scenes, the stairs, whatever. You just have different people there. Yeah, but it's the same scenes. It's the same house. We'll say. Craig, are you a uh, are you a haunted house guy? Like, have you ever been up to Barrett's or Spooky World or anything uh, like that? Or? I haven't been to Spooky World. I've been to Barrett's. Spooky, uh, wow! Barrett's yeah. is fun. Barrett's I, I always fun. laugh at everyone actually getting frightened in line, Bless you. <coughs> or pretending to, or just being part of the. I always wondered: Are they actually scared, or are they just being silly with their groups of friends? You, you mean know? the people? <laughs> the people in line? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, did, I ever tell you, did I ever tell you that I worked there for a season? 
I, I think Barrett's? I knew that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. paid as an actor. Right. Not like volunteered. Oh, like, he got to be himself. The He was at the end. He had a plaid filler shirt and like just a couple of lines on his face and had a little like fake chainsaw. I was like, hey guys! Yeah. My ex girlfriend's best friend, she, uh, she offered it um, to, just for the night. To go be a part of the uh, you monster. should do offered, it. Offered it for the night, or offered for you to go work at the uh, to go work at at the Barrett's. But I hated, uh, okay. I hated her a lot, so <laughs> I didn't want to do that. But I wish I wish it was somebody else. I would have liked to. Fair enough. Well, Mike had. I mean, you had. Fun I, I liked it. Did, I thought it was obviously. fun. It was fun yeah. scaring the shit out of people. But I'll tell you what, it, uh, I like walking through it better than uh, than working there because. It's a long night, just standing there and screaming at people for almost five hours from seven to midnight. Uh, I only did it. I did like one shift a week. You have to be really three or amped four years up. ago. It was fu- it was a lot of fun though, uh, especially when you get somebody really good. So that's kind of where my interest you know, lies in uh, haunted attractions. Just so you know, I know you're okay. you're new here. You're new here. You're the new guy. I'm the new guy. Andrew, uh, any thoughts on Doctor Sleep turning into a good haunted house? You think that would work or not? Oh yeah. Have they done the hedge maze yet? Oh yeah, they've done the shine. So well, Halloween, I'm sure they have. I'm sorry. Right. Hall- well, that's what I mean. I'm like, they've already done this. Halloween Horror Nights at uh, Hollywood in Orlando a few years back did a haunted house based on The Shining, and the entrance to both those mazes was through. They recreated the hedge maze. Did they recreate the hotel? Yes, they did. Oh, well, parts of it at least. So small, small scenes. So. I was gonna say that would be kind of cool too. But yeah, if they've done that. Then... Yeah, well, they. I, I just think they could do that, obviously, and then they could. Involve some stuff with the can involve the soul suckers. The soul suckers, exactly. Um, Okay. Last category. Who is the MVP of this movie? Anyone want to start? Maybe Craig. The MVP of the movie. Well, I think it has to be Abra. Yeah, it's either Abra or or Dan. uh, Dan. Dan. I think Dan. I think I think Dan's the necessary part, but uh, he. Paves the way for Abra to take over. Yeah, she's the one that he's kind of he's kind of uh, mentoring, right, to kind of take uh, take her take his spot as the, the the big shining swinging dick in the Stephen King universe. I don't think it's really wise to call her a swinging dick. It's just an expression. I mean, you could say it's Dick Halloran because without Dick, Danny never knows what he's doing, so he could be the hero of all heroes. Yeah, that gets forgotten. Agreed. Well, I guess when you put it that way. Because he's basically Danny. Right. But without him, Danny's not Danny. Yeah. Danny's in a psych ward. That's fair. I also think that it could be argued that uh, Henry Thomas, who is the uh, the guy that played the little boy in E.T. and was also in The Haunting of Hill House, he's a favorite of Mike Flanagan's, could be argued that his 10-minute turn as Jack Nicholson, or excuse me, as Jack Torrance in this movie uh, could be the MVP because that was the clear standout scene in my mind, and I think that uh, he did a great job—not necessarily trying to mimic Jack Nicholson, but invoke that performance. And but I thought like, that was awesome. Danny Torrance is in it for Dan, Danny Torrance, whatever is the main character, and I think he does a very, very good job at being the main character. Yeah, no, I and I, his I, evolution through time and like what happened after, like if. If he wasn't part of that movie, an essential part of that movie, you wouldn't even know what the first one was without the flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I mean, I, I, 
and I don't, I, I don't think that I, again. I, I said this Jenny movie. Wins, I, I, thought, I thought this movie was a masterpiece. I don't really, I don't really think there's anything that I didn't really like about it. The only thing I, I kind of disliked was the fact that uh, Rose the Hat was kind of so easily disposed at the end, just disposed of. Well, at the she end of the was movie. disposal the entire time. I don't think so. I think she was a good villain, She's but she just very kinda, easily disposed. She was kind of like she went the way of like the Night King almost. She was just you know a big threat the whole she... movie, and then she was just gone like that. Right. So, well, about... the Night King was a good-looking White Walker, so I mean, <laughs> good-looking villains just die. Uh, was there uh, a point or a, a part of this movie, excuse me, that you anyone didn't like, Andrew? Because <laughs> um, I feel like we've been gushing about this movie know, for I over an hour now. I and think it, I, I can't, nothing sticks out in my head that I would be like, oh, that part sucked. I thought it was... I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to be boring on this so one. I good. thought it was perfect. Yeah. The lady, the lady in the hat sucked. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Rose the hat, huh? Yeah, she sucked. Uh, I I'd like have to, honestly... I liked it so much. I would. I've, I've only seen it once, you know, before we did the podcast, obviously. But uh, mm-hmm. I would have to watch it again to pick it apart a little bit better. So, you know? is but, is your wife a fan of The Shining? Yes, she, yes. I, she seems that movie like yeah. that movie right up her alley, right? So yeah. I feel yeah. like this is a movie that she needs to see. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. told her about it already. So cool. She's just cheap and doesn't want to spend. Four or five bucks to rent. <laughs> well, I know we we yeah we all watched we, it together, so it made sense. All right, so Kat, you didn't like Rose the Hat. Yeah, she all sucked. Right. Fair enough. Well, over the cliff for me. I think uh, I think we've talked a lot about Doctor Sleep and also The Shining. Does anyone have anything else they want to add? Any final thoughts? Hmm. Deep final thoughts, thoughts by Walter. Fantastic movie. <laughs> Wouldn't change a thing. Kept my attention the entire time. So for a two and a half hour movie, I was annoyed when you guys kept stopping it. That's how much I liked that movie. Ooh. Like usually like a long wow. movie, it's nice to have a break. Yeah. This movie, you didn't need a break. I feel like it was very methodical in its. Yeah. Throughout. I was, I was compelled the whole time. I hear ya. I know. Well, and we, it did take us about four hours to watch a two and a half hour movie. That's yeah. how much we were all drinking that day. But that's okay. We won't get into that. That's yes. why we had to re-record today. Yeah. Well. You but know, sometimes shit happens. You'll thank us, and maybe you'll hear the blooper reel one day. <laughs> yeah, so we do have a couple of blooper reels from a few episodes that we recorded a couple of times, and maybe some of those might make it into a bonus episode sometime if you guys are lucky, because uh, there's some funny stuff in there. We'll Just have release to them on their own. Yeah, I could, but there's... Just a little, uh, little there, bit. There'd have to be heavy editing on my, on my part. <laughs> no, um, don't edit. N- maybe not. We'll see. All right, so if we have no other shot, no other thoughts, excuse me. Go see the me. fucking movie. Go see the movie. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I yeah. recommend it. What, what are you waiting for? If, if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously a fan of The Shining. Go see this fucking movie. Like I said, it's a, it's awesome. It's easily, it's worth a watch. Easily the best horror movie of 2019, if not one of the best movies of 2019, and one of the best horror movies Wait, of the last decade. Where can you watch it? Um, where do we watch it? It is available to be rented now. You can rent it on anything that you use, whether it's iTunes or Google Play. Uh, Are we on Amazon, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon we rented Prime. it on Xbox when we were down here watching Xbox, it. Yeah. Um, so you can watch it on all of those places. But it's worth renting for sure. Yeah. If you're I, thinking of seeing a movie, easily, easily. If you're a horror movie fan and a fan of The Shining, you need to see this movie right away. So if you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, all right. Here he goes swearing at the end of the podcast again. Oh, God. Well, Go ahead. 
All right, okay. so here's where you can find us. Clark, uh, Clark, Clark, Clark. You can find America's Hometown Horror on Twitter, at Hometown Horror. You can find us on Instagram, at Hometown Horror Pod. You can email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And are we finally ready at this point to reveal the website? Yeah, we launched our website, um, and it's available. The link you can find on what platform I'll would you like t- I'll to tweet it out. Have it. Uh, we built the website through Wix. Cat did a lot of hard work on it. It came out awesome. So our blog is on there. You'll find a, uh, some information about us. Uh, if you care to see what we look like, there's pictures of us on there. Although yeah. uh, I don't know that any of you maybe horrifying. Are, yes, maybe more horrifying <laughs> than anything we've talked about on this podcast. At least Andrew and I. You Kat, guys have good podcast Kat voices. Looks great. You know. Um, so you can, yeah, you can find us on our website now, and I will uh, tweet out the link because, unfortunately, we weren't able to get a good domain. Yeah, so Unlike ShineThroughInc.net, we, yeah. we were not able to get a very similar domain to that. But yeah, so uh, tweet us, hit us up on Instagram, email us if you have any suggestions for the show or anything you want to hear about. And you can also subscribe to us uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castbox and wherever else you get your podcasts. And finally, as we've alluded to in our last couple of episodes, we are now a part of the uh, Inebriart Podcast Network. Uh, listen to the other shows on our network, including the Inebriart Podcast, uh, Bar Talk, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast, which is uh, General Plymouth News. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. That's another episode of America's Hometown Horror. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening, and if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Nebriart Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus, we have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and of course Nebriart. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners, and thanks for listening.